Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lodge 49. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is week 35, which somehow seems less shocking than week 34 did. I don't uh-huh. know why. Um, maybe this is this is just how we live now. Um, we are still talking about Lodge 49, season one. Um, I'm and Noel's really just going to ex- keep going, isn't he? Listeners, Noel is pulling a parasite on his nose and has been for this entire intro. I was I was looking at my little red bars. I had no idea I was missing the show. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's the, this episode is called Paradise, a.k.a. the one with the giant tapeworm. I have been looking forward to this so much. And dear listener, you have to know that last night my phone buzzed and I knew even before I looked at it that it was going to be some sort of all caps reaction from one of these two people to Blaze's giant physician heal thyself tapeworm of destiny. And I was not disappointed. I get a called it for that reason, <laughs> which is great. Um, but we've got some like call dishes we can talk about too. But first, let's obviously start with the tapeworm. Oh, oh. Talk to me about the tapeworm, folks. Listeners, I, I, I'm just going to pull up the text message that I sent Allison um, and Kate with um Allison what is this what have you done to me make it stop <laughs> that those were all in caps and then it was okay it stopped in like regular letters and Kate's whole response to this is <laughs> and I'm just like what what why are you also not freaking out right now <laughs> well because I watched it on Friday okay uh, I watched it as soon as I could, basically, um, because I was worried about getting spoiled on it from the pictures that Allison has compiled for me for putting together the podcast. So I was like, normally I would wait till Sunday to watch, but I was like, let's just let's just watch this so I don't accidentally get spoiled. Um, So I had had like the weekend to process. Um, (laughs) So that is why I could just go. It's traumatizing. Marcus says, I was expecting it to be a nightmare or something. And then it just keeps going and it's real. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was just real. Yeah. Um, I I just remember seeing this for the first time so vividly. It was like, I feel like everyone has a different point when they're watching Twin Peaks, for example, when you're like, oh, okay, now we're fully weird. Great. Like, let's do this. And this is the moment where I was like, all right, yeah, I was already on board because I'm enjoying the performances so much. And, and you know, Murphy bed mummy reveal is really great. But that tape when and the way that it's approached, where at first it looks like maybe he's just got a really unfortunate booger. Right? Like you just, like, it's just this, the shot's kind of far away. It's not up close. So you're seeing it as the audience is seeing it where you're like, oh, you got, you got something there. And then it just never stops. <laughs> it was like a magician's scarf. It just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think that's about? That's, Lodge 49 is the kind of show where we get to, you know, unpick the signs and symbols and portents and the <laughs> mysteries of the universe. Well, I want to know if anybody else thought what I thought, which is, you don't know that's the only one. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's super true. Like, yeah. are, are, how many more are coming? Or, like, don't just assume you're fine now, Blaze. Go into the doctor and be like, you didn't fucking believe me. Here it is. Look for more. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, and when you can see that it's, like, 
like pinkish. Yeah. The it's white and then it's pinkish because he's pulling it out of who knows where. Um ugh, oh, it's so it's I mean it's visceral. It's that's yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that text <laughs> message. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm I glad knew I didn't it was disappoint. coming. You did not. I knew it was coming. It's mm-hmm. also Kate, I think it's the image I picked for you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh god. Listeners and people who follow Kate and follow Alice and follow me. I apologize in advance for the retweet that's going to hit your feed. <laughs> um Yeah, I think that one of the things that I'm hoping for and this is not going to be true because I also have another hot theory unrelated to this is that the t- the parasite will free up Blaze's brain to accept that maybe alchemy isn't a metaphor. Maybe it is real. <laughs> and that it was, it was the tapeworm in some sort of weird comic book mind control sort of thing that was preventing him from fully embracing alchemy <laughs> as not an allegory. Yeah, it certainly is a uh, like a moment of renewal of faith. For him. Right, exactly. So That yeah. it happened during this lecture, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like is something to be read into. Yeah. And when he says that that was like the best orgasm I've ever had, and it's yeah. obviously such a, like a sincerely rapturous experience mm-hmm. for him, right. um, it, it just, nothing about it feels good. I mean, I'm really glad that it's not inside of him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. I loved how supportive... Like, like most of the Lodge members were. Like, you know, I thought it was actually a really positive thing because it's like the support that he gets from all these people. Like, see, you knew it and you, they, people weren't listening to you and you knew it all along and now it's out of it. You're going to be okay. And like, cause it's very disgusting, but like rather than being run from, which he is by everybody who's new, but like. The the lodge members come up to him and are supporting and encouraging him in this moment in what should you think not be that kind of an experience. Uh, so I actually thought, despite being really gross, it was actually a really positive thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they are validating. It's obviously some of it is obviously that they are concerned, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that could have gone sideways, right? Like, please sit down. But you can see and it's not just Dud. It would be one thing if only Dud right. thought this was, I mean, miraculous, right? Um but it's they're they're all this wonderful mix of the revulsion and like disbelief and joy all sort of packed together. It's so cool. Oh, Marcus says, I do believe that scene is where Gloria and Dud truly broke up. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. 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 I think you're probably right there. Well, that seems like a pretty good direction to go because I feel like a Lodge of Lodge 49 episodes like this one where there's a lot that happens, um, but the real meat is mostly like under the surface and subtextual and mushy feely stuff. It might be easiest to just sort of go character by character. So um, we obviously end um, mostly with this big dust up with our with our central twins here. But Dud has quite the journey. Dud is all over the place in this episode. Um and I think it's my favorite Wyatt Russell episode so far. Um, but I'm curious how the two of you responded to it, to the breakup, the Dud and Gloria breakup, um, to the fight, the the Dudley twins fight. How are you feeling about Dud? 
I think, again, I really liked what we got here for Dud. And while he continues to be useless and this insured because he stupidly got involved with his boss, which seemed like a positive thing for him for a while, a really, you know, good bit of um, encouragement and validation and all of that, uh, that now he's back to not having any job or income uh, is, you know, exactly what Liz expects and is is correct to expect. Uh, but I thought that, you know, it was a lovely moment that he facilitates with Gloria and her mom, it basically just with Gloria processing where she's at and, and her um, guilt and her loss and all of that. And so setting up this relationship to not be something that's going to be a long-term part of the show, but just a different kind of experience for him as he's, you know, trying to hopefully deal with his own loss and like lack of lack of acknowledgement of his own loss. I think it was a good uh, thing to see for, for him to see that hopefully will help him down his journey, but to watch him continue to try to help other people, I think is, is a very nice thing and a nice thing to get us keep, keep it on board <laughs> with that. Uh, what about you, Noel? Yeah, I think I agree with Kate that the all the stuff with Gloria is really good. Uh, when we see Dud flipping through her sketchbook, I'm just like, oh, these are the sketchings of a very depressed person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're mazes, and she's drawing herself as a tree planted behind her desk, never to move again. Um, yeah, no, this is this is a depressed person that needs some kind of help, more so than like help that Dud can provide. Mm-hmm. That being said. Um, the catharsis that he is able to give her, um, hang on, there we go. Grayson has decided he is done with the podcast. Um, (laughs) the catharsis that he is able to provide, uh, Gloria in that moment there, I think is really powerful and really potent. And like you said, Kate, it is this thing of, it's exactly what Dud thinks that he wants in a way of like, I just wish you would die kind of thing to his own father. Um, so that he could let that go maybe on like some very deep level, but he just refuses to because he's alive in all the timelines and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still in that deep state of denial type of deal. Um, so I think that there's just a, not, a lot of really nice things going on that are balanced out by just the sheer weirdness of everything from their very, 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 and I really can't say very enough, awkward role play attempt. In the office. <laughs> do I just do I just come in? Do I just come in? Um, it's just like, you got to script this thing better if you want this to work. Um, but that leads to like an emotional moment that leads to like a legitimate sexual moment, which I think is also really lovely. So it's really good. But uh, I hate that Liz is right. <laughs> that it just was doomed to collapse. Um, yeah, but, you know, at least Gloria got some free wings out of it. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. does gloria eat wings do we think gloria eats wings <laughs> i'm gonna say gloria does not eat wings when she's sober but she has uh. some sort of like irish margarita at shamrocks and okay. then all of a sudden is just devouring wings that's okay. my that's my bet that that okay. tracks yeah um there there is a thing that um uh dan savage says that i think is really significant and 
like a lesson I wish more people would learn about relationships, uh, which is, you know, just because a relationship ends does not mean it is a failure. And I think that that's exactly what we're seeing here with these two. And that is a very short lived connection, but one that has the potential, as we'll see how they respond to it, but has the potential to be really significant and helpful for both of the participants in that mm-hmm. relationship. And yeah. it's nice to see that like shown, you know? Yeah. What's interesting is you said that, and I assumed you were going to say a different Dan Savage aphorism, which uh-huh. is the, um, the campfire rule, which also applies here, right? Like, especially when there's an imbalance in power and there is here, the important thing is to make sure that you leave the person better than you found them. And that's absolutely true for both of them. And I think that really matters. I also think structurally, that's a really important development that Dud is able to sort of demonstrate his ability to be empathetic and um, to actually exercise some emotional intelligence um, and to have this positive effect on someone because he is he is wrong <laughs> in that argument and he's being a jackass in that argument. But we're also we've just been shown he has just demonstrated that he's not always wrong. And just because he is absolutely in the wrong doesn't mean that he's incorrect about what he's perceiving in Liz. And the episode backs that up. Um, and this is where we get to, I think, give Nola called ish um, and specifically worrying about corporate and how corporate was going to react to Liz's display on her big day off at Shamrocks. Um, and apparently it was, here's all the information for the promotional uh, man- manager track materials that you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which Liz's reaction to sort of it, it makes you tilt the scales a little bit in Dud's favor in terms of that last argument, right? Like yeah. there is no, no reason, none for Liz to not take that step. None. There's no logical reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's just self-loathing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was saying in the last episode or the episode before, like it's, it feels like it's time to start getting like some movement with Liz. And this is exactly what we get here. We get so much more information and we don't know yet, but it seems to me that the Liz that the corporate guy got to spend some time with is Liz pre all of this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and who she was. And when she's sober, that she, you know, she can't be that in the same way uh, because she's just been too hurt. And Mm -hmm. so... You know, I'm hopeful that we're going to see her t- make some steps in uh, in her life. But even just get that information was was really good to see and really validating. And um, corporate guy's cute. Call him up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was refreshing for a corp- the corporate guy to not be really terrible, but also be low key cute and just kind of not a dick, mm-hmm. um, which I've really appreciated because again, like. We need to talk about Jeremy. We need to talk about poor, poor Jeremy. Yeah. Um, but the non-existent just, HR department and the very much non-existent HR department um, that Shamrocks definitely has, but they've outsourced it to some other company that they mm-hmm. pay to resolve any HR conflicts in their favor. I have feelings about HR. <laughs> um, that. Yeah, it was just really nice that corporate was not terrible or like evil or like any sort of things here it's just no he's just a normal dude who recognized that people sometimes get drunk at work when they're not supposed to be at work. 
smirk and just went, yeah, no, this is fine. Also, you're kind of cool seeming. At least the Joan of Arc of Booze is pretty cool seeming. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe. Why are you maybe, working here? You are yeah. too smart and charming for this. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and I mean, I can understand sort of like some hesitation because sometimes those trainings are not paid. Or if they are paid, she's going to make her base wage without any tips, which is where she makes all of her money anyway. Um, So, like, I can understand that hesitancy, but it's really just driven by the fact that she doesn't think she can do any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or she just doesn't want to take the risk. She like right. if she take if she opens herself up to that risk, she just she can't process getting hit again. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes when you are when you are brought especially low by life the one thing that you can find to sort of pull yourself up is the sort of righteousness of misery. Yes. Right? Like, she has been wronged, really wronged, by someone who was supposed to protect her and take care of her. And instead, she wound up taking care of him, and it played off in the worst possible situation. Obviously, Dud and Liz have very different opinions on what exactly happened to their dad. Um, Hold on, I'm feeling really parched. Um, so um so i think that 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 is an important part of it right like we see liz um confronted with two possible futures in this episode by the same person and either development in the story could be really gross or could be really good but it's not just that cute corporate guy shows up with the paperwork for her to take the like move on up through the ranks at Shamrocks and make more money and have more stability track. But also that, you you know, uh, Jeremy says, I've never heard someone make you laugh like that before. We see the little tiny clip of them obviously having a really good time together. It does not seem particularly skeezy. There's no worry that, like, she went home with him and something untoward happened. Um, there's no implication that he's doing this as a repayment Right. Or like he's like Mm -hmm. throwing her a bone because they slept together because it does not appear that they did. Like it just either thing, either I met a really nice, stable guy who made me laugh and is really cute or the corporate guy I met wasted actually wants to help me get out of this terrible job. Either of those things would be great. And she not only doesn't take advantage of them, she actively pushes them away up to that the most uncomfortable kiss I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, So here's where we can talk about Jeremy. Well, I want to build off what you just said real quick, because not only does she get these two paths, but this narrative structure provides her with a third in Gloria as a parallel. Since Gloria Mm. started working at Orbis, like as an intern or something, and then just slowly worked her ways up, and then just got stuck in HR at Orbis, where she's just madly depressed. And even though Liz doesn't know that, we do. And we can see that Liz has just ambition for other things, but sees Shamrocks no matter what as a failure. Even if it's on a corporate level where there is that stability, there is that financial incentive. But anything associated with it just represents the quagmire she's allowed herself to get stuck in. Mm -hmm. Um, So and I think that there's a really nice paralleling with what we know about Gloria that then gets applied to Liz, especially based on how Liz responds to her when she meets her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's so smart. It's like, oh, it's like that. I don't know if it's a fable. I don't know where exactly it's... um, 
it's something one of you have the right word but and i sadly as like a heathen only really know this from the west wing but it's that story um about the man who's in a flood not noah i know that much a man who's in a flood and parable thank you and prays like god please save me and so someone shows up with a boat and someone shows up in a helicopter with a ladder and someone shows up this that the other thing and then he drowns and goes up to see god and god is like well i sent you the boat i sent you the this i sent you the that at at a certain point you have to recognize the signs and portents portent Mm -hmm. portents right uh and in this case she gets the path to corporate she gets the path to a healthy relationship she gets the ghost of christmas yet to come and she even gets her brother saying hey liz i think you want to die and all of them are things that she pushes away so this person who is so obviously stuck and so desperate for a way out rejects four different possible exits from the path she's currently on and it's so sad and so frustrating well, and you, of course, you know, we don't know, but yeah. uh, it seems like though, none of those are the things that might push her to make some changes in her life. Yeah. But maybe the thing that's going to push her to make a change in her life is her level of <laughs> self-loathing and self-destruction that takes her this close to making out with Jeremy. Oh. So maybe that'll be the instigating moment. Maybe it's just another in a series of things. Maybe it doesn't lead anywhere. But just based on this episode and where it's placed, you know, within everything else, it's like, maybe that's what's going to be what makes her stop and take a look back. Because she is not interested or attracted to him in any way. That is purely a how can I sabotage these new potential, you know, things that are happening in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like what's the what's the shortest possible route to fucking everything up? I've got yeah. a great idea because obviously, Jer- like Jeremy in no universe should have had that conversation with oh, Liz, completely right? Inappropriate. But it is a question of inappropriateness and not manipulation or intimidation right. or abuse, right? Like it is out of line. It's not he's human garbage, right? Yes. Like it sounds like within his marriage, at least, he's doing everything right. He's talking it out with his therapist. He's being straightforward with his wife. He's just not handling it well at work. And the person who blows it open, who makes the really bad choice here is Liz, Um, which I think is, I think it's really admirable that Lodge 49 decided to walk this particular line in so unsteady of fashion um mm-hmm. i find that really interesting it was just so awkward and i really did not care for it um i ha- i had to keep watching it because my partner like pulled her hood over her face and covered her eyes and was just like no 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 just <laughs> tell me when it's over um which was a a more direct dire response than the parasite out the nose was. Um, But I really appreciate this episode gives us those dual sort of cringe moments um, of just horror, um, but of just the, the close lean in of like, puckered lips that are never ever going to touch I just the word I just, puckered lips was yeah. bad it's the yeah. least sexy kiss that maybe has ever happened like it's <laughs> it's just so terrible yeah um, no so yeah it's just rough and I feel I feel I do agree that Jeremy should not have had that conversation but he's taking he's taking the correct lessons from therapy but just applying them slightly wrong which is better than not taking any lessons from therapy 
and then applying them wrong still. Yeah. Uh. His, his therapist is not thinking about kayaking and canoeing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, bless his heart. It's a real bless your heart situation. Yeah. Don't ever do that again, Jeremy. But but bless your heart. You know, Noel, you're, the change to your Zoom name um, <laughs> just sort of gave me a new appreciation of this episode, uh, listeners. It's uh, currently Little Chef's super fan. Uh, because, you know, the Little Chef's, they're making creme brulee, which means they get to use torches, <laughs> which is a disaster waiting to happen, which is what we spend the episode watching. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. The little chefs get to use torches. It's going to be great. <laughs> just text me who wins. And it's just yeah. like, oh. oh. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. same. It's not. Oh, poor Liz. Um, well, before we wrap up, do you have any thoughts about um, our sort of non-Blaze Lodge stories? Ernie and Connie and Scott and his brilliant pantomime, <laughs> the tapeworm the coming tapeworm. over us? Poor Ernie. It's like, oh, oh, honey, she's chosen. She doesn't need to make a choice. She's made the choice. Mm -hmm. And you aren't seeing that. Hopefully, looking through the window, he does. But, yeah, it's rough. It's it rough. It is very rough. And um, he definitely should not take them up on that skidoo's offer. No. No. That's a terrible um, idea. I appreciated that our line cook works as a security guard over at yep. Orvis. Again, mm -hmm. this show's version of Long Beach, um, so small. Uh, my partner politely corrected me and explained that Long Beach is actually quite large. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just one of those one of those additional things. And his whole little thing about taxes. And this is actually your land. I don't really believe in trespassing, man. My <laughs> boss just told me to tell you this. It's just so chef's kiss perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but here's my hot theory. Here's my hot theory on um, Allison. I want you to get ready to take a long sip of water because I think I'm totally correct. I think that Larry is future dud. <laughs> and it's just a weird timeline issue that's happening. Yeah. No, too far even for oh, this show. You know what? Here's the thing. Actually. No, who knows? Maybe. Cause first of all, I would absolutely buy that of the show. Who the hell knows? Second, uh, Lodge 49 would probably argue, well, aren't they already past and future versions of each other inside? Yes. Like, aren't we all just a past or future version of everyone we meet? Something like that, right? And three, it was canceled. So, yeah. And I haven't seen most of season two, right? I haven't seen like the back half of season two. So, um, for all I know, you're right. Yeah. I'll drink some water. It hit me when they were like walking away from like the on the boardwalk when they have their little meeting and he's, mm -hmm. Larry's eating the ice cream cone and everything. Mm -hmm. I just went, they're the same person just in different periods of life. And I think that's what we're more so supposed to be like tapping into maybe. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, no, Larry's actually dud. And that's why he punched present dud <laughs> was because he didn't want dud to make this same mistakes. And it's just a weird timeline issue. That's, that's my theory. It's not true at all. However, I very much like it. <laughs> The thing that we haven't talked about that I feel like we need to at least mention is the bus driver uh, and the True Lodge and all of that. Yes. I have no idea. Yes. No, I kind of completely forgot about it. Yeah, no, I've got none except for the fact that he would have murdered all of those children to get off that bus. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Allison, you want to tease anything about that bus driver? 
You know, I'm no, I'm going to stay mum. I think okay. um, uh, you've heard the words True Lodge before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll point that out. Um, and there's also the question of who exactly Larry thinks Dud is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like what yeah. his function is. Yeah, that's, because that's what he I'll clearly say. thinks he's there for some other reason. He's hinted at that several times. Yeah. Why are you really here? And it's it's unclear how lucid that is um, mm-hmm. because of, you know, the whatever is happening with with Larry, um, you know, and how much of it is medical and how much of it is like, like, I, you got to wonder, is there like mold in the lodge or something that's impacting Oh, there's people? definitely mold in the lodge. <laughs> You there know. was a mummy in the lodge. Yes, it's that's a true. Mummy. <laughs> uh, but so, so, how much is you know something like he? If, if there are drugs or things that he is taking that are impacting him, or environmental factors, or just his health, um, you know, there's. It seems like there's going to be more to come with that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to something that I know happens in the next episode because of the picture. For the ne- I thought it would be fine for the next picture, so I saved it and resized it, and was like, oh, I can't wait for that to happen in the next episode. Yay! Oh, well, now I want to know what picture I gave you. Crap. No, it's just it's just an actor who's in oh. the picture, and I'm okay. like, yay! But um, we'll talk well, about that next time. We'll talk about it. We don't want to spoil it for other people, but... No, I'm not going to say anything beyond that. Um, okay. And also, thank you to whoever was... Uh, tweeting us about Lodge 49 stuff, uh, I did not realize that was, I. but now I guess I know who that one actor we've mentioned is playing, but I saw, I googled the name, and I was like, what are they talking, and I was like, ah, look away. So please, listeners, don't send us Lodge 49 related things that would I'm be spoilers. I'm glad you think that was a listener as opposed to someone who just, like, monitors a feed for Oh, Lodge it's very possible. I assume yeah. it's something like that. But, you know, just in case... Yeah. Uh, also, Bima, uh, yes, eight ounces is the correct amount of soda, even though that is blasphemy. But thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes. So, so I'm excited for this next episode. I guess, yeah. but I don't know what it is called. So, well, what's the let's next title? let's find out what it is called because I do not remember. Ooh, oh my god, I'm stoked about this one. Okay, the next episode is called The Mysteries. Okay, so. I think that we're going to find out this this title either refers to the mysteries of life. They all, you know, are, you know, you could be living better. It's one of the mysteries of life. <laughs> um, or and like the different characters, like, you know, like Liz and everybody and Ernie and like, you know, tackling this part of the or it's going to be a literal like a list of mysteries that that they, you know, is in the lore of the lodge. And uh, Dud is going to decide he needs to like tackle the mysteries that's the next part on his path at the lodge that's what i'm going with great i like that um i actually really like that um let's see here i think that our line cook gets really into something at orbis and just starts hunting down clues (laughs) during his time as a security guard um and starts to sleuth it and he enlists uh liz to help and there's just a number of scenes of them just prowling around the abandoned Orbis campus mm. and not finding anything. But they both come to some personal realizations. Uh, one of you is not right, but it, <laughs> but, it, but it feels right. And I can't say more than that without giving anything away. But okay. like you are in a very Lodge 49 sort of way 
it, like in in the you're in the right room in the lodge. You're just looking in the wrong direction or something. So it's dud, dud at the lodge. It's like <laughs> you're here, but you're taking all the road. It's yeah. an allegory. It's an allegory. <laughs> Are there any actual mysteries, man, or do we just know everything through the collective unconscious? <laughs> Um, Marcus, we should also say, Marcus says, uh, he believes that Dud and Liz's dad has faked his death, obviously, and shouts out Sonia uh, Cassidy and Daniel Stewart Sherman, specifically on that incredibly awkward kiss. Hard to think of how it could be worse. And Marcus also says, one of you is not right means one of you is right. And uh, not necessarily, no, but you it know, doesn't. we'll see. Neither of them is right, but one of them, okay. it feels it's- right. <laughs> yeah, is right adjacent, but not it's right. Like, maybe not right, but true. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good place to leave it. So, yeah. yeah. So, thank Great. you, Marcus. Yeah, thanks, Marcus. Um, we will be back tomorrow. No. Wednesday. Wednesday. Good. We'll be back tomorrow. Wednesday. Wednesday. We'll be back. We-, we will be back Wednesday with the next episode of Lodge 49. The mysteries. Until then, uh, don't kiss your boss. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>